What's going on, everybody? Thanks a lot for tuning in. It is another episode of Ears Up In-Depth, where Jeremy and myself take you through the hottest news stories. And I mean the steamiest. Like, you remember Hmm. uh, late night TV from the early 90s? That kind of steamy. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) You know, My first story is a little steamy. Is it really? In a weird way. That's that's perfect. (laughs) The older you get, you don't mind the weird steaminess. Right. You know? I don't know. Something like that. Jeremy, welcome back. It's been, I feel like, a couple of weeks, but I'm um, happy to be here in the behind the news desk with you, my friend. <laughs> yes, in the studio here, we've got the newsroom behind us buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. There's a lot going on. There's some good Disney news. Uh, we're going to be covering a little bit of the, uh, the, DeSant- the latest in the DeSantis lawsuit. That's oh, always this fun. keeps escalating. It does. Just when you think it can't go any yeah, worse, and I something can't, else happens. And I can't tell if I'm tired of it or not. Like, I feel like it's it's just, you know, when people are about to fight, like, in high school, and it's just a bunch of pushing and, you know, whatever, and, like, nothing actually happens because the yard duty breaks it up or whatever. I feel right. like it's that, but there's no yard duty to break it up. Like, things keep coming, and you're like, okay, well, it can only escalate so much until until it has to stop. So right. I don't know what the outcome is, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and, uh, you know, maybe some good news, too. And, Jeremy, you have some stories to talk about. I'm getting sick of it because I think it is – it's drowning out what could otherwise be good Disney news. Like, if you Google Disney oh. you know, like Disney World News, yes. everything is the story. And I'm like, everything. where are the cri- – you know me. I like to report on the criminals, the absent-minded guests, the people <laughs> who pee on each other. That's my beat. And so <laughs> – I can't find those stories because they're all being drowned out by the cacophony of this this feud. Yes, yes. I was talking to you today. I was sitting on my uh, the office chair away from my office, and I'm like looking up Disney news and going, "Okay, I'm looking." And it's everything is DeSantis this and Disney that and like blah blah blah. And they said this and it's political whatever. And it's all a rehash of the same stuff. But today, or I think maybe even yesterday. A couple new additions happen, so it's worthy to talk about. But right. for the most part, yeah, it's just you know every every two hours there's a new article about the same stuff, the same thing, and then yeah. it's then intermixed with that you get like one inside the magic crap headline. <laughs> you want to go there? Let's go. Let's do that. The week that was. In clickbait news. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Let's talk about clickbait news for a second, man. What's up? Well, you know, this is actually informative if you are going to Disney World today <laughs> or tomorrow. Um, but here's the here is the headline from Inside the Magic. Fantasmic now closed at Walt Disney World. So that's the headline. I love those. Yes. Right. And then now they've gotten even more creative because Google will give you a snippet of the first paragraph of the article Mm -hmm. in the search results. So you don't just get the headline. You get a little bit of the story. Well, even the first sentence of the story says one of the most popular and spectacular nighttime shows has just closed at the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. Now, I didn't even I didn't click on this because I happen to know that Fantasmic is down. Today and tomorrow for a two-day refurb. Like it's just a quick little tune-up. <laughs> but they're not so, wrong. It's closed. Literally, it's not having two showings. 
today and tomorrow. And they are making it seem like this closed because they know people are going to be like, oh, my God, they just reopened Fantastic. And now it's closed. Like, what's going on? Right. That's really terrible. And I don't understand. Aren't you supposed to, like, sort of have a relationship with your audience? Yes. It seems like an abusive relationship. (laughs) Well, it really does. And, you know, I was going to say, I wonder if people are ever disappointed when they click on an article and find out what it's really about. And then they go, oh, that's it. Because you read in some of the comments, either on like Reddit or even on Inside the Magic, uh, you know, articles themselves or wherever, people are going, I'm done. I'm unsubscribing. Like, this is garbage. Right. Every time I read, I mean, this is not often, but. Enough where people go, if I, if I had one comment like that, I would panic. So to right. me, it means wow. that a lot of people don't matter or a lot of people don't care. They're making enough money. Who, what do they care? You know, if, until it hits their pocketbook, they're not going to care. They're not going to care. No. no. Oh, of course not. Which I understand have- also because right? you can't be everything to everybody. But if people are saying right. the way that you work fundamentally goes against everything that I want to be as a person. I'm never going to even entertain the idea of opening an article of yours. I, I would, if a serious come to uh, you know, Jesus moment. Yeah. I just feel like you must have done this year. You, you must have started a blog about Disney because you're passionate about it and you're a Disney fan. I yeah. would think. Right. And so it's just odd to me that, their passion has morphed into bamboozling people into <laughs> reading faith. Like I get that that makes money, but are they satisfying the need that they have to be a Disney blogger and report news about Disney? Like they're, cause they're not really doing that. Didn't you say or that at they... least it's shrouded in <laughs> bull, <laughs> bull, <laughs> bull crap. Like, didn't you say that they so, got bought like the original was... person who, who, who started it isn't there anymore. I believe that's the case. I do think that whoever started ITM, it was a few years ago, mm. um, maybe four years ago, I want to say, yeah. that it was purchased and that it's taken a it's taken a change. There was another one, and I don't have the details behind this, but they're also saying this, but uh, Space Mountain is closed, too, by the way, at Disneyland. I am, but without having not clicked on it, I'm assuming that Disney is not getting rid of Space Mountain, and then that also, too, probably is just getting a refurbishment. See, here's I don't the, know how brief. This is, this is one of the spaces where AI can really help, is you just go to ChatGPT, summarize this article, and it'll do it. Or you, There's now a YouTube um, extension for Chrome. You can put okay. ChatGPT for YouTube in Chrome, install an extension, so whenever you have a video open, you can copy the URL and put it in this you know little text box and it'll summarize the video for you give you bullet points if you want to tell it to tell you if it's worth your time to actually like watch the thing you know sometimes these these videos like 45 minutes and i don't know if it's worth my time actually doing you can mm. do this and be like okay i read that yeah it's probably not what i'm looking for i'm gonna pass or okay i'll read that it'll even give you a transcript of it too but i think this would be neat for for <laughs> for finding out what's in these articles without clicking on them so you don't give these people clicks but you still, you know, report on it, I guess. Something must click on it in order to get. I first of all, you're saying things I don't know what they are. Like I have no I don't know what ChatGPT is. It comes up all the time. People are oh. talking about it. I and I have to wonder am I like my grandmother in the sense that yes. if people mention Twitter, I'm sure she probably never knew what that meant. Right. You know, like that makes no sense. I think that is now me when people say chat GPT. I don't know where that is at an app. I have no idea <laughs> what that even is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's AI. We could talk about it. 
um, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. Fundamentally, it's a little bit broken, but it's basically artificial intelligence that will, you know, you can you will teach it how to do things. It'll co- write code for you. It'll do whatever. Like, let's say you want to send an email to somebody. It'll clean it up. It'll add certain things or it'll rewrite it for you or, you know, whatever. And it's not perfect because it's the free version. But there's also, I'm looking at AI for like video where you can do text to video stuff where you can just write text and it'll auto generate these images for you. Pretty weird Mm. stuff, man. Uh, But more important, I don't think that'll ever take off, but I think it's a lot of um, compiling videos, uh, doing editing for videos to like automatically detect scenes or pull stuff out of the background. That kind of stuff um, is fun. And that I think is really useful in the space. Because editing is terrible. Or there's one, uh, I forget what it's called, but you can take a video and you can, AI will turn everything in it to like claymation. So, for example, like you could have a video of you running down the street and I can run it through AI and generate it as like a claymation figure um, that looks like something, whatever you want running down the street or whatever. You can do these kinds of things, turn them into less traditional sources of animation so you can make a claymation video of with your with ai i don't know whatever Mm. anyway well i'll leave that with you thanks none of that sounds very intriguing to me i love it i also have nothing else to do so well i mean we don't have to get off on a tangent here but there's no if it's if it's gonna edit a video for you it's not gonna do it in a way that a human would like it's gonna miss emotion i mean we have the ability to to sort of connect and tell a story like it might make something that looks okay but also if you're using chat gpt everyone else's video is going to look edited the same way. So yeah, well then that's the, everything will just be the same. That's the worry. That's the concern where we're, we're using AI to teach itself AI, right? So eventually the content we feed back into it is, it's just going to be in this loop. So the quality is not going to be good. Quality is not really there anyway. Now it's just fun, but people's jobs are being replaced, you know, by it. Like I read some article and we'll get off. We'll, I'll take all this out. Cause it's not really, you know, cogent, I don't know, whatever. This article about this uh, graphic designer for some, I forget what company, but he's like, I, l- I literally lost my job because my boss discovered Midjourney, which is like the high-end um, text-to-image generator. And he goes, so he just does this, puts whatever he wants in, and he knows how to like regenerate some of these some of the images and goes, hey, let's do this. Take this and, and rework it. And he just takes it like the low-level staffers and reworks the thing that he made in Midjourney, and that's the thing. So, like, I'm lit- I literally lost my job, and it's like that sucks because you can't compete with things you don't even know about. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard. Right. You, you you can't think of every possibility, every permutation of a of someone's weird idea, and it looks mm. different enough where people kind of can gravitate towards it a little bit more. So okay. it, it's that's too bad. Yeah, for now, I think that's where we're at. I think everything will come back around. People are just excited about it. Like you said, you can't do everything with it like a human would, and there's no, there's no personal touch to it. And art kind of needs that. I think an email needs that, dude. Some of the stuff is wild. I don't like it. Like the the gra- grammatically, it's not great, and you can tell. I think you can kind of tell. Like I would never just run it through and go and spit out and send whatever it spits out. I've used it before to help me with writing, but I go back. And I go, okay, that's not even right. This doesn't make sense. Or they repeat themselves (laughs) two or three times. It's like, okay, so you can like help it along. I think it's great for brainstorming. 
if you have ideas or whatever, like you can feed feed ideas or whatever. But anyway, let's pretend this never happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, Inside the Magic is weird, and I hope they go away soon. What do you think of that? I love that. <laughs> Great. Uh, should I go first, Jeremy? Or was that, you know, what, what's that? What should we do here? Why let's don't you kick it off? All right, I'll kick it off here. Uh, let's kick it off with a, with a feel-good story. Jeremy, the Make-A-Wish nonprofit organization was honored at Disneyland on Friday last week to celebrate its longstanding partnership with the Walt Disney Company. The celebration came a day before World Wish Day, which was Saturday. I missed it. I'm sorry. And marks the anniversary of the wish that inspired the nonprofit. Disneyland dedicated three windows along Main Street USA to the Make-A-Wish organization to commemorate the partnership between the two companies. Three windows. That's a that's a lot. One window. That's was, a chunk. I mean, they're not a it's not a whole lot. Not, it's a finite supply. Right. Unless they what do you think ever they're ever going to build like a third tier on Main no. Street just to accommodate more windows? Probably not. They might just have to start doing windows in like Frontierland. Yeah, I think there are. Aren't there are there dedicated windows like elsewhere. That's going to have to be. Yeah. Uh one window was dedicated specifically to the Make-A-Wish Foundation while the others were dedicated to Chris Grecious and Frank Salazar. Grecious's mother, Linda Pauling, started the Make-A-Wish organization after Grecious died of leukemia, while Salazar is the first recipient of an official wish granted by the organization and the first person to use their wish to visit Disneyland. It's kind of nice, man. That's pretty, um, that's nice. That's nice. So other family members can, um, can go and, I don't know. I like that. The Make-A-Wish windows are above the Disney Wish Lounge on Main Street, USA. Walt Disney Imagineers worked with artists from Walt Disney Animation Studios to bring the lounge, inspired by Disney's upcoming animated film Wish, to life. Of course it's IP. I mean, of course. It couldn't like, just be no. it could just be like a cute thing. No, we have to crowbar IP into it. No one can escape. God. The lounge serves as a place Wish kids and their families can rest and recharge during their visits to the resort. Okay, so it's like a private a private thing for the Make-A-Wish families that are visiting the park. I like that. I think okay. they should get that. Why not? Great. The dedication marks the first time in Disneyland Park history that windows on Main Street USA have been dedicated to a nonprofit organization. Typically, the windows are dedicated to people, um, but not like an actual you know, thing. So that's nice, right. man. Yeah. That's great. It's a great yeah. organization. Well, apparently you can join the Make-A-Wish celebration by using the complimentary Wish Come True Disney Photo Pass lens, which is available through the official Disneyland app. There you go. Exciting. That's great. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. It is a good organization. It seems like a nice thing to do. So good on them. And I'm glad they got a little uh, a little love on Main Street of all places. So it's been 150,000 wishes. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a ton. A cast member found himself under arrest after taking video up someone's dress. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? This is coming at us from News 6 in Orlando. Come, to, to be honest with you, I don't even know what this is about, but I'm surprised it's taken this long. I'm surprised. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just seems like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised, I guess. See, I feel like we've heard this story before. 
Hmm. Or maybe it was a, maybe stories. it was a, th- maybe it was a guest doing it to another guest. This oh, is probably. a cast member, cast member who was doing it. So How... after an employee, sorry, go ahead. After an employee of Disney's Hollywood Studios was questioned in March by Orange County deputies over accusations he took upskirt videos of women at the Star Wars themed retail store where he worked, oh. he allegedly admitted to filming hundreds over the course of the last six years. According to his arrest affidavit, so, six uh, years. Six years of video of upskirts. Good which lord, is like man! So weird, and also, well, let me let me let's go on. Then I have okay. some questions. <laughs> okay, I'll try my best to answer them. <laughs> okay, please do. Jorge Diaz Vega, twenty six years old told deputies he had over 500 such videos on his phone which he said he recorded as a guilty pleasure for his own sexual gratification <laughs> on march 31st a woman at the store which is called um doc Ondar's den of antiquities <laughs> that sounds like a salacious place too it doesn't sound that sounds like the place where you could potentially get you know, video like that's weird, but anyway, yeah. yeah anything that's a den, mm-hmm. you want to stay away from. Absolutely, I think yeah. it's a general rule. Yeah. Unknowingly, the victim fell to being recorded like this. She was later approached by security officers who informed her someone had been caught taking a picture under her dress at the lightsaber shop. Imagine you're I guess the security. That's what the lightsaber shop is called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine you're the security guard and you have to tell someone this. Yeah, ha- sorry, ma'am. Um, one of our cast members was making magic for himself <laughs> using <laughs> yeah. your skirt, using your undergarments. Oh God! During his interview with police, Diaz Vega said he would record the videos because similar content is hard to find online. <laughs> uh, literally, no. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so thanks for covering that off for us. Um, At one point, he showed the deputies examples of the videos in his phone, which showed multiple females who all appeared to not know they were being video recorded. She's like, here, check this out. There's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. I I know. It almost seems like he was bragging, and he seems to think that he has good reason. Like, look, this is scarce. I have got to create a a supply in the the face of scarcity. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking inspiration from (laughs) Walt Disney. Okay, he drew things. Right. I video things. I video. Things. It's the same exact process. Yeah, it's the true life adventure. Yeah, where's my statue so, on Main Street? So, um, but here's the thing: I don't understand. Is okay. that if there? Well, first of all, does he have a selfie stick? Like, how is he getting down there? Right. Is he in a manhole with like a lens? Like, what? How is this happening? I don't know. And I have to say, I don't know how are these. How are these ladies not realize? I think if there was a camera between my legs, I'd probably notice. Yes. I mean, it's probably it's probably from behind. From behind. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he, and then what? Does he have it on a selfie stick? Maybe. Like, how does he get down so low? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even begin to tell you. It's very, very peculiar. Yes. I sort of want. The details, because I don't understand it. Right. You know what I mean? It's very odd. 
Well, Diaz Vega was arrested on probable cause and faces a charge of video voyeurism, hmm. which that that title of that crime makes me think of there there used to be or i'm sure it still exists there is a lifetime movie <laughs> called video voyeur oh gosh where a family moves into a house mm-hmm. but while it was vacant the guy who lives across the street had rigged it with cameras and he would watch the parents having sex like and then they found out and then all, all chaos ensued of just course. like any good lifetime movie would <laughs> yeah um, but it was called video voyeur so check it out um, anyway, he was arrested for charges of video voyeurism, and at last check, he has been released in early April on $2,500 bond. So he's back out there. I don't hmm. – I would imagine he's not back working at Doc Ondar's den of <laughs> iniquities. Can you, can you imagine if they're still – if he's still employed by the Disney company? He I would think it would be a fireable offense. It, yes. If, right? It must that be. Can't. It's got to go against some sort of conduct or <laughs> yeah. something or other. I don't know. Well, don't people say like something is a den of iniquity? Iniquity, when, yeah. So this is called the den of antiquities. Like yeah. I just, I just made that connection. That's why I don't like that. It. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what's happening there. So watch, watch your skirts and whatever your short shorts or whatever you happen to be wearing. Especially if you're in that store and 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 Jorge Diaz Vegas around. That's okay. There's a few reasons why that's <laughs> odd. Um, but like one of them, I would think is is nobody else knew. You have to think that over six years of doing this, one of his coworkers knew what was going on. Yeah, like uh, he can't have been the only one doing either. again. He's always, right. he seems to always be over there, <laughs> and then he's looking at that phone. Right. I mean, unless this guy had like was a loner and truly had no friends at work, other people knew. Like, I would imagine there's a big internal investigation trying to figure out who knew what, why didn't they say anything, and who else can we fire? I mean, that is well, just such a breach of of not only just privacy but ethically. Like, you trust the Disney company to protect you from weird stuff like this. Like, this is that's weird. Yeah. For sure. It's almost weirder than peeing on someone, which we reported on last time or whatever. Yes, that's part of my whole beat. Uh, but it occurs to me as I'm reading this, was, is Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, would that even have been there six years ago? I mean, he, it's perfectly reasonable that he's been an employee for six years and just got moved over there. But So he must have had his camp set up in another location in a previous job because I don't camp. think Star Wars Land has been there for that. Um, no, 2019 is when it opened. So wow, there yeah, you go. He's so been doing it I wonder wherever he was. Where else he was recording up up ladies' skirts. Not a very nice guy. No, not at all. But you know what is nice? Summer. And it's right around the corner. And our friends at the twenty first amendment, which uh, Sully, if you're hearing this, I apologize uh for the segue, but um I had no place else to put this <laughs> except after Jeremy's weird story. Uh, 21st Amendment is celebrating the return of the warmer days with a popular and everyone's favorite seasonal beer, Hell or High Watermelon Wheat. I will tell you, Jeremy, you did miss out on this one when you were out here because this is, I think you would love this beer. I've had Hell or High Watermelon. You have? Oh, fresh from the source? No, I had it out of whatever vessel it came in here. (laughs) But it's uh, good. At a, a local place right here. In Jersey City. There you go. The brewers at the 21st Amendment brew an American wheat beer with real watermelon juice, creating a refreshing, fruity, and quenching beer, or what they affectionately call summer in a can. 
Hell or High Watermelon Wheat will make any weekend barbecue or beach time activity that much better. When visiting the California Bay Area, be sure and stop in at the 21st Amendment's San Francisco Brew Pub at 563 2nd Street, just two blocks from where baseball is played, uh, which is uh, AT&T Park. You watch the San Francisco Giants lose. And be sure to visit their brewery tap room just across the bay in San Leandro with an outdoor beer garden, or uh, as I like to call it, Jeremy's office away from home. Because <laughs> he's been there one time. <laughs> I've been there twice. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, let's take right. a break. That is, it is my office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's take a break. We're going to come back and uh, we got some more news to cover. So hang tight, everyone. It's in depth. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to the newsroom on In Depth. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. All right, should we uh, dive into what's going on over in Florida with the Disney DeSantis lawsuit? Yes. Why not, right? Well, we reported um, on last week's main show that Disney is suing florida and florida's board that desantis uh you know uh, appointed people to which apparently hasn't even been approved by the legislature in florida so they're sort of temporarily holding these positions uh but they were named in a lawsuit by disney well apparently uh desantis and the board have countersued as of today a district board appointed by florida governor ron desantis to oversee development around walt disney company's florida theme parks sued the company on monday to void quote backroom deals that were favorable to the entertainment giant. The state court lawsuit escalates tension between Disney and the Republican governor and likely presidential candidate. It comes in response to a case Disney filed last week in federal district court against DeSantis and members of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board, which again, Reedy Creek is such a cooler name. (laughs) Disney accuses DeSantis and his supporters of illegally using state government to punish the company for exercising its free speech rights last year when Disney criticized a state measure banning classroom discussion of sexuality and gender identity with younger children. DeSantis, who is expected to soon declare his candidacy for U.S. president, has repeatedly attacked, quote, woke Disney in public remarks. Uh, Quote, since Disney sued us, we have no choice now but to respond, said board chair Martin Garcia. The lawsuit in state court in Orange County, Florida, seeks to invalidate an agreement prior board members made with Disney, arguing it amounted to a one-sided deal that was rubber-stamped. The Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board (laughs) maintained that Disney rushed through the agreement before the new board assumed oversight of municipal services. Uh, Quote, in an effort to stymie Florida's elected representatives, Disney covertly cobbled together a series of 11th-hour deals Uh, with its soon-to-be-replaced puppet government. Okay. (laughs) I don't know, man. Whatever. The lawsuit argues that Disney worked with its, quote, puppet board to perpetuate its stranglehold over the district, insulating itself from new board by adopting a developer's agreement and restrictive 
covenant. Uh, DeSantis said that the agreements were, quote, riddled with procedural and substantive defects that render them void and unenforceable. Uh, Disney's lawsuit argued that the company did what any prudent developer would do, use tools to blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyway, that's basically what's going on. Yeah, in the lawsuit that Disney filed, they said that DeSantis's appointed board's assessment um, was uh, patently retaliatory, retaliatory, patently anti-business, and patently unconstitutional. <sighs> yeah. DeSantis weighed in on the Disney dispute at a press conference on Monday. He says, quote, It is wrong for one corporation to basically corrupt the local government and run it as its own fiefdom, be exempt from laws, have all kinds of benefits that nobody else has. The Florida governor said he's carrying out the, quote, will of the people, and Disney is, quote, putting their thumb in the eye of the voters of the state. (laughs) The will of the people. I can't imagine the people don't care that much. You know what I mean? I, I can't imagine that this is this is something that you would do to to in- ingratiate yourself with the the people of Florida. <laughs> right. Obviously this has to be decided by a, a judge because who knows what the le- what is legal? Like who knows yeah. if they were allowed to pa- if they were allowed to pass that 11th hour thing right when i heard that i thought well that it won't matter because the state legislature is above any local municipality and whatever the state legislature passes would supersede anything that a a local like that's done at the local level so i was i couldn't imagine that that would even hold up for very long this seems like an incredible waste of resources on everyone's side and i just don't understand like it's i feel like why is this still going same. I think that way too. And I feel, I mean, I've, I've read other pieces that, uh, you know, other Republicans in the state are vocalizing that exact thing. Like this is pointless. It's clearly political. So just stop, you know, and, and people are, are, are saying that what's going to happen if he just does decide to run for president? Is he going to just drop this? Because the last thing you want is to be attacking business. Uh, you know, Florida is usually pro-business, and I feel like Republicans are usually pro-business. And a lot of people in the Republican Party in Florida are like, "You're attacking, you're attacking the exact people that we try to, you know, uh, 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 not protect but encourage." So, you just this is not how you do things. And so, I, 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 I would, I don't think he's going to run for president I, I, with all this going on. I think if if this was going better, maybe, but he's not doing a great job. I think he is. All indications are that he is going to throw his hat in the ring. Mm. Um, but maybe this will cause him to change his mind because there is like there there was a piece done. I read this week and and it were and it, they were basically talking about how it's affecting celebration. And so they were the the town that Disney built, which yeah. Disney doesn't own any any longer, um, but they developed it, and a lot of people across the political spectrum in celebration we're kind of like why is he taking this so far (laughs) seems like like when he i think what like when he said we could build a prison on disney property it was like what are you even doing like i mean ultimately that saber rattling and i do wonder because i think that that comment was even mentioned in disney's lawsuit and i'm like well i don't know that like him speaking contemporaneously is merits a lawsuit 
it's which isn't to say that the rest of the lawsuit isn't worthwhile. Yeah. I just felt like that particular point, it's like, well, he was just saber rattling. I, I don't know that that's necessarily, yeah. necessarily illegal. It's stupid and annoying. Well, it, um, what but I, I do think this yes. about this whole thing yeah. is we do have to remember for whatever reason, this Reedy Creek Improvement District was exposed mm-hmm. to all of this scrutiny. Yeah. You do have to remember why Reedy Creek Improvement District was built or even de- why is that in existence? Why do these development deals exist mm-hmm. or development improvement districts exist? And it's because Disney said, we want to build a futuristic city and we can't have the people who live in this city voting because we have to run it. And in America, people have voting rights and we can't have we, we need to be able to control building codes. We are going to be experimenting with new building techniques. We need to be able to do our own transportation systems. They're modern. They're different. And it's all about exp- the first word in Epcot is experimental. Right. And so they went to Florida and they said, look, we have to be carved out. We have to have our own government. You have to m- figure something out that gives us complete governmental authority and autonomy in this zone. And Florida did it. And in the biggest bait and switch in history, Disney turned around and was like, we're not building Epcot. And they never did it. Right. So the whole reason that Reedy Creek exists <laughs> is to make a city of the future. Walt dies. Roy dies. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that city. But now we still control this. So it's a little bit like and that so they control. And that's why. So I actually live in a development district or have own property in a development district. And there are limitations to the amount of what of my representation is in Florida, because obviously I can vote for statewide office and things like that. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't have, I can't vote for the people who sit on the board of the community that I live in. They're appointed by a private company. That's insane. And that's what Reedy Creek had. And so I do think on the one hand, it's like, why did, why if you're not going to fulfill your promise of building this futuristic city and you're just yeah. going to use it to enhance your position as a theme park operator, well, that isn't fair. And you should have to compete with the same rules and laws and regulations that Universal and Bush Gardens and Six Flags do in the same state. And so to me, on that, that seems fair. However, it came about, which seems to maybe not seem so fair, but I do think like, I'm not against Reedy Creek being dissolved. I'm just at this point, I think, what is, why is there, why is he talking about prisons and toll roads? And like, <laughs> well, and <laughs> so like, it just seems like right. it's all gone askew. <laughs> and I, and I think, so from what I know about filing my own lawsuit, which, um, you know, I successfully won uh, in small claims court, you want to, just throw everything at the board. You give every example. You, you, this is your assertion, and anything that could even be t- tangentially applied to this is what you put in there because it's up for a judge to decide. It's not up for you to decide. You want you don't want right. to make the decision for the judge. So I think when they put in those comments about DeSantis, go, oh well, some people have suggested a prison, and everyone laughs or whatever. And it's like maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do this. That is that I think one hundred percent speaks to Disney's assertion that this is politically motivated. That they're targeting Disney specifically, and right. they are trying to retaliate against Disney. It's right because they're not talking about building a prison next to Universal. They're not saying Correct. we need to build five prisons. Maybe we'll put one here. Maybe we'll put one up the street. Or whatever. Right. It's specifically targeting 
Disney. <laughs> right. So I think that's part of it. The other side is I uh, what you were saying about Reedy Creek. Yeah, I don't mind either. Obviously, I don't live there. I don't, honestly, I don't really care what happens. It doesn't affect me at all, right? Except maybe when we go there next time. But it, you know, things things should be even. One corporation, one person shouldn't have it better or worse than the other f- because they were here longer. Doesn't matter, right? Everyone should be on the same playing field. I think. But it's how it came across that I think is broken, and it's very sure. specifically targeted at Disney. Uh, because what, uh, like you're saying in your improvement district, you can't do certain things. Why does Disney have to then change, but nobody else can, if it's a statewide thing saying, Hey, we're going to change everything in the state. Cool. Disney happens to fall under that. Cool. But so does universal, whatever. That's fine. But just specifically Disney because the quote woke Disney, like this is, this is why, I mean, it's very clearly retaliatory. I think that's wrong. And what I think what he's doing is making more enemies and he's making more people be on the side of Disney. I am the last person to jump on the side of Disney and just defend them for no reason. But in here I'm rooting for them, even though I don't care just because I feel like they are getting sort of like the raw end of the deal. They're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of focus. And I, I feel like it's because DeSantis is going to try to use that. He was trying to use this as a buildup to run, but I don't think it's going super well. So right. I think he's I think he's not getting as much clout as he as he thinks he is. But I could be wrong. Well, I don't know. I think he thought it would galvanize his base, and and I think what he's done is lost the middle. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I agree with that. But I, the one the one thing that I will add to what you said is that so this is an improvement district, and then there's several improvement districts, and there's development districts. There's all oh, sorts okay. of different type of districts. I'm okay. in a development district, not an improvement district. Right. Some things are similar. But Disney's improvement district is not the only one that w- faced this. Mm-hmm. That legislation applied to, I think, six improvement districts across oh, the state of Florida. Okay. Disney's one of Interesting. them. Interesting. I have not read that at all. Yeah. The, this mainstream media, Jeremy, is trying to divide us. <laughs> I think, I mean, I remember reading that. Mm-hmm. I don't think many of them got much attention because they're not Disney World. It's not Disney, right. But I remember reading that it, it applies to maybe five or six in total across the state of these big improvement okay. districts that were sort of lost their autonomy. All right. Well, that's cool, I guess. So, um, but, but it is just, it's a little bit of a distraction and well, it's becoming more than a little bit of a distraction. It's, huge, it's getting dude. annoying. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. And in another turn that was recently announced, a federal, the, the federal judge presiding over Disney's lawsuit against Ron DeSantis has recused himself, citing conflict of interest. The lawsuit uh, filed on Wednesday, uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Friday's order by U.S. Magistrate Judge Martin Fitzpatrick claims that the judge is related, quote, in the third degree to someone employed by one of the parties in the lawsuit as a reason for stepping down. Now the case will be assigned to a different judge. That's it. So already there's some drama. And I would feel you have to look pretty hard to find somebody unrelated (laughs) <laughs> to either side in this. I mean, Disney is the, what the largest employer in the state. Second largest. Publix Second largest. is the largest employer. Okay. Related in the third degree. I, I can't imagine that that would be, I don't know. It almost seems like the judge didn't want to deal with it. It could have been. I like a recusal. I, I think I, I know, like a recusal the, too. It's well, very uh, rare. Well, because you have to have faith in an impartial judicial system and you don't want even the appearance of unfairness. And so I think it, a, a judge is saying, you know, I can't be 
if it ever came out that, you know, I have this connection that that would look bad. I don't know which side it is, but I do think that you have to uphold it. Even you have to be cautious of even the appearance of unfair judicial system. So I, yeah. I applaud a judge doing that. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, do you got another one? I do. Let's do it. More cast members have been handed a pink slip and that could affect your D23 Expo trip. <laughs> All right, let's get after it. The second round of Disney layoffs so far has impacted a number of TV and film divisions. So I think last week was like round two of of this big 7,000 yes. uh, person layoff. It hit a lot of people last week, which is sad. Um, but in, the, the the divisions include ABC, Freeform, ABC Signature, 20th Television, Disney Plus, Disney Branded Entertainment, Hulu, Disney TV Animation, Walt Disney Television Alternative, and Searchlight, with Disney Television Studios marketing and first-run syndication among the units getting dissolved. <laughs> How many television units does this company have? Yeah. Some Clearly of them- too many, man. Yeah, <laughs> they've decided they can live without all of those. Right. So, uh, at which so the it still leaves some apparently. Um, well, not I guess Hulu hasn't been dissolved, but I think divisions within them have been dissolved. But this seems crazy, and um, clearly with the purchase of Fox, they've must they've got to have some redundancies here. And yes, but I wonder. I wonder, job, I wonder why Jesus. it took this long though to figure all the redundancies out. You know, like I, I guess when times are times are fat doesn't matter so much that your payroll is bloated but when times are are thin in the streaming world um yeah you know i think i think what you just said is probably the reason why obviously from what i'm saying from now on is spec from at this point is speculation because i don't really know but they kept thinking that streaming was going to be this big thing and it just keeps losing money and i think to your point, when there's a heyday, a lot of things can sort of, you know, you can cover your sins with a lot of things or hide your sins with a lot of things, but you can't hide it for very long. And this board, this guy who was running for the board and was like, you're, you're, you're milking the parks to cover for the sins of what's going on over here in streaming. And now I think they, like, it's been exposed. Their balance sheet looks off. Their balance sheet's a mess, as has been reported throughout the media. So I think they're yeah. like, they've got to tighten it up. And so now I think they're like, okay, well, we've got to do something about this. And Chapek just was kind of in that phase of coming to the reckoning that this isn't going to solve itself. You're right. And I think streaming in general is having a tough time. There's talk now Peacock is doing really bad. Like they're all, not, none of them are really making money except for Netflix as far as we know. So, um, Yeah, I mean with Peacock specifically, I had to download the app because that's how I watch soccer. So I downloaded uh-huh. on my like uh, – shield nvidia shield streaming box or whatever i don't pay for it i don't want to do it i didn't want to do it but i i i think i see the benefit in some ways where you can have these alternate content like uh you know a lot of uh premier league football is on you know uh peacock okay well let's throw that up there because you can't just put it on like basic cable or whatever you can't just put it on tv there's not enough channels i guess there is but that's probably you know harder so it, it would be a shame to lose some of that, but you sort of then backfill with all these other shows. I mean, I, I don't know. I like I like a library to pull from. You can go mm-hmm. through and see, but I've I've looked through some of the TV shows. And I'm just not interested in like the mainstream comedy shows, like King of Queens or Big Bang Theory or whatever. It's just not my content, so I'm just never gonna right. ever be interested in watching anything on Peacock other than you know other than soccer. 
that's kind of it. You know, same with the USA. They have their own, they have their own channel. I only literally only watch soccer on it. That's it. So, you know, I can imagine you get these very specific reasons for getting these apps and watching them, but it's never what everybody thinks. You're never going right. to pay for it. Sometimes I'll have to pay for Paramount Plus to watch like um, Champions League or whatever it is, one of the European Cups. That's it. And then you cancel it yeah. and you wait six months and do it again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I just, I wish there was a way for you to just get whatever you want, pay one thing and that's it. Kind of like cable used to be. But well, without I wish, commercials. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing is like streaming is just becoming like cable. Right. Only with weirder and more annoying choices. Like it's yeah. like, it's actually, I'm kind of wanting to just go back to cable. Anyhow, let's get back to the Disney pink slip. Let's do it. Rena Singh is leaving as SVP development and current series for Disney branded television. Singh moved to the division more than two years ago from 20th television. So she was inherited where she was a senior vice president of current programming. Uh, multiple Disney TV divisions have folded their current series operations into their development divisions during this wave of layoffs. So freeform consolidated development and current series. I guess these are two different divisions. Okay. Like you have who's making stuff and then what's already what, on that. So yeah. they're combining them. Yeah. What's what's in development and then what got greenlit. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems that that's just all going to be one, which is your shows. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, SVPs are leaving there. Julie Jarman leaving ABC's um, ABC's. Senior Vice President Stacey Adams, she's departing. Also leaving Kelsey Delora, Manager of Development at FX. Um, hold on, let me get to where this gets more juicy because there's a whole list of uh, also hit by layoffs was D23. Oof. Wow, which I never understood D23 anyways. But uh, <laughs> well, when, you, when you launch your own fan club, I think you're jumping the shark a little bit. I, How I, great I, am I? I? Yes. Says, this is the official fan club of the Walt Disney Company. I'm like, shouldn't that be independent? <laughs> yeah. Like, should we start an ears up fan club? Yes. And it's us. An in-depth fan club. Right. <laughs> we are co-president. So that is a little strange. Uh, it was found. D23 was founded in 2009. And it's wow. known mostly for its biennial D23 Expo that takes place mm -hmm. down there in Anaheim. The size of the cuts to D23 are in the double digits, with some sources indicating that as much of a quarter of the entire D23 staff is gone, and there's speculation that the division might just be restructured and folded within to something else. Yeah, because um, you can't but, get rid of it. I mean, it's well, people pay for it, too. I know, but... Like, for just straight membership. And it feels like the membership doesn't get you anything. Like, I wonder... With the layoffs, how many people are on staff? Because they don't, I mean, they have like events every now and then, but it's kind of, they don't do anything except plan D23, plan the expo. Right. But that, I, for a fact, that can be done with a bootstrap, you know, organization of 10 people. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, it factually can happen. I've lived in an industry for a long time. Like, you can do it. Maybe well, 15, that, maybe seasonal work. I don't know. They said it's in the double digits, so it could be anywhere from and 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 that it's a quarter, so it could be anywhere from forty to a hundred. Mm -hmm. I guess. Oh, I see. 40, or even yeah. more than that. Sure. I mean, at, at the lowest, it's got a staff of forty, I suppose. Um, but probably higher than that. The next D twenty three event is one of their destination D events, which 
will be held this September 8th to 10th at Disney's Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World. I've been to these. I've been to Destination D. I've been to D23. I have to tell you, if they got rid of this whole D23 thing, it's not a loss. I do think that there are people who enjoy it, but the lines are longer at D23 than they are in the actual theme park. And you're not even in the theme park. You're just at a place talking about the theme park, which just seems weird yeah, to me. Yeah, that's inherent in conventions. It's just the lines are mega long. Yeah, yeah. To get but, in to, for the speakers or whatever. And it's like, you could just have all this online. Just stream it all. We don't need, you know, sell a thousand tickets at a thousand dollars each. And then everybody else just watches online for five bucks. I don't know. I don't know what I'm even talking about. Well. They do stream it now, which is another yeah. reason why I was like, why would you fly there? Uh, this year's version of Destination D23 will celebrate 100 years of the Walt Disney Company. The company is also expected to make special announcements and present sneak previews, yeah, of course. which we all know how great those are because they live streamed it yeah. last time. And it was so boring. Remember, they were like, guess what's back? Remember, he list- Josh DeMauro listed all the things that are back and he was like, churros <laughs> well, yeah there's food at the theme parks we know <laughs> he's he, he knew he was losing the crowd so he went to a favorite a fan for you but notice he Could didn't pick been. dole whip the man knows he, he's he, talking he, about. he probably did say dole whip. he listed yeah, things okay. that were he was like parking lots are back like, it, it was so mundane and banal these things um and swollen ankles thought- are back <laughs> <laughs> Dehydration. Cameras up your skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God. Disney is thought to have laid off 4,000 employees by the end of last week. God, man. I feel so Um, bad for these people. It's unfortunate. But I have to say, you know, if your job is like podcaster for Disney, Mm -hmm. like for that organization, like you probably should spend all of your time with a backup plan because. If any person is expendable, it's yeah. the person who hosts a podcast for a company. Like, where yes. there's no ROI on that. Like, I'm no, sorry. it's 100 percent fuzzy math. <laughs> uh, I, and, and I understand that. I admit that totally. And I'm also uh, part of my time is just trying to convince to bully everybody I know to start a podcast for their business because at some point oh. it pays off. But well, don't tell them to listen to this episode. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> But with that, with the Disney podcast, it's so bad, and I, I, I do feel like Disney. What Disney does poorly is connect with their fans. They don't, they don't resonate very well with what the fans actually want, what real people actually want. I feel like people get excited about seeing the Electric Light Parade or whatever, but the way that Disney capitalizes on that nostalgia and that excitement is so ham fisted that it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's pointed and weird it's there's no emotion there's no originality behind the things that they're doing they're just showing you things that they think you like instead of engaging with yeah I, and i don't really know what i'm going with that but especially with that podcast oh my god scripted podcast awful you can't have people that are that excited in real life they don't exist people do not exist like that outside of well, a, it's... outside of a padded room there's just no way and i think that um that that lack of that lack of um genuineness shows and i think you can listen a couple times but then eventually it's grating it's obnoxious and annoying to listen to and so people don't listen to it 
you know, I I bet if that if that thing was doing gangbuster numbers download wise, they wouldn't touch it. Right. Because at some point it feeds people back into the park. It's just one of those weird ethereal things that we are assuming that this keeps people coming in, keeps people engaged with the brand. And that's always a good thing. But I guarantee you the numbers from launch show to the last one are down a lot (laughs) because they don't know how to make a podcast. No. Well, and it just, all it is, is an, it's, I'm sure it's just their marketing budget. Yeah. And you can tell that it's, it's, it's just Disney marketing in another form. Yeah. And, you know, if you like when they had that video interview that time and they were talking about the Moana journey, uh, the, the journey of water inspired by Moana mm-hmm. and they said the full name of it every time. <laughs> yeah. About how people talk to each other. And the problem is like in a podcast format, people don't speak Mm-mm. like a marketing booklet. No. So you're forcing this very official way of talking about your brand into what ultimately People don't listen to podcasts to hear that kind of speak. They listen to podcasts for more conversation and insight. Right. And so it's just this robotic, weird, saccharine thing. It almost reminds me of like how they do the Disney Parks Christmas Parade. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you don't really even see a parade when you watch that. Well, I think that's... <laughs> it's like concerts and marketing and then like five seconds of the parade going by <laughs> and it's not even the real music from the parade it's like dubbed over with whatever they're allowed to broadcast yeah like this isn't what their parade is and it's just that it's yeah just i think it, it, in your you're absolutely right i never thought about it like that it's that same production level it's the same like uh when you watch the rose the rose bowl parade you know yeah in passing it's 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 the same thing where it's just a pre-produced everyone's you know got screws in their dimples trying to keep their smile going and it's obnoxious and it's not but on the other hand, I, I sort of understand what you, cause you can't just say, Oh yeah, the Moana ride is going to be awesome. As a corporation, I think you, you are afraid that people are going to start calling it the Moana ride. But at that point, I wouldn't care. I don't know. I don't know if I would care so much. You want people to get the name right <clears throat> for branding, but also you're not going to be afraid of losing that name, you know, when like Aspirin or Xerox or whatever, right? So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like you can just, do, you can do that podcast for you could probably spend sixty five grand a year, and you can do that podcast just fine, and that would be plenty. But I I bet they're probably spending a hundred thousand dollars, something like that, depending. I don't know. Well, if that if that level of branding is so important to you, mm-hmm. get it out of the get out of the podcast business. You have there must yeah. be other ways to communicate that proper way of branding. Yeah. But if you want to be in the podcast business, you've got to play the podcast game. Yeah. And you have to do it the way a podcast would be done. But they're not. They're crowbarring their weird marketing into this fake conversation that people don't no one's no one wants to listen to that. I mean, what what I think you should do for Disney, if you're gonna have a Disney podcast, is do not have a because com- remember it was a travel podcast, right? So it was about traveling to the parks. I don't think people want that either. So I think even just the point of that show was terrible. What you do yeah. is you have interviews with Imagineers, people at the parks. That's what you do. You want, because what ultimately everybody wants and what drove me to start this show is behind the scenes content. That's right. what you want. And when they did that video, when they're in the ballroom of the Honda Mansion, like that was the coolest thing they've ever done. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really explain anything, and so it was just sort of pointless and banal. So don't do a travel pod. 
do a pot about the parks, about the history of the parks, 15 minute episodes. <laughs> I mean, something, right. give me some meat on this. Right. That's what people well, want. If, if you're a fan club, Mm-hmm. You should be giving people behind the scenes. You've already hooked us. You don't have to convince me to come to your park. I'm already there. I'm paying you money to be in this ridiculous fan club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Need something for it that's interesting besides come see the Journey of Water inspired by Moana. <laughs> I agree. I agree, man. I got one more for you. Hit me. All right. Beginning next month. Visitors, which I think is uh, at this time, it's, no, next month, so what, June, I guess. Visitors to some Disney parks will be able to meet Ariel from the upcoming live-action movie, The Little Mermaid. Now, where would you think, so this coincides with the May 26th release of the movie, where do you think that The Little Mermaid would be in Disneyland for you to meet? Oh, in Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, at California Adventure by The Little Mermaid Attraction. You would think so, but... Where will she be? Ariel will be greeting guests along the promenade near It's a Small World in Disneyland this summer. That's fine. Is it fine? Do you know... Does what that not... Nothing. Well, I mean, Toontown. But, like, when I think of Ariel and I think of The Little Mermaid, I don't think of Small World. You're right. <laughs> it would make sense to put her in DCA by her friggin' ride. Or at least, I don't know, Fantasyland. At least Submarine Well, ride. that is Fantasyland. Small World? No. Is Small World Small part World. of Fantasyland? Really? Where, where else is it? I mean, it's, it's like way... Tomorrowland. No, but it's like way out there. I don't know. I guess I didn't... I guess I don't think of it because it's so, it is so separated from everything else. I mean, it's more attached to Toontown than anything. But I'm not saying that it's part of Toontown. But it like backs up to Toontown. I guess it's one of those things where you just don't think about. Brian said mm-hmm. in the chat says Ariel is at least in Small World. Yeah, I know, but she has a whole ride. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Just because she's mentioned in a ride that you that you pass by or in thirty seconds. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent Fantasyland. Well, it is, and According I, to Brian, and that's tr- okay. Sure, I just don't think of it as part of Fantasyland. I think about its own thing. Well, there's also the other th- reason why I think it should go in California Adventure is because presumably she's going to draw something of a crowd so not only is the adjacency to her own ride appropriate but california adventure has much bigger spaces to accommodate you know the the wider pathways and they can handle more people and more of a crowd as opposed to creating a bottleneck over there in that one little walkway towards small world i i I guess i can't imagine people are going to care because she's on the promenade for for Small World, is it going to be a meet and greet? I thought that's what this was, a meet and greet. I, it says you can meet Ariel. I don't know if it's a traditional meet and greet like you can with a character or she's just going to be hanging out. There's like no details. In Florida, where she has that attraction, she's sort of laying on a rock. But you can like... Do they have a live action? Take a picture like, with her. They have a live person doing it? Yeah. Really? I did not understand. Okay. I mean, well, this, is years, this is well before this movie. Yeah. There's been an aerial meet and greet for, for a few years back there. Weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was weird. Apparently, I'm the weird one. I think that's. I think having it at Small World is odd. No, it is definitely odd. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's the best place in Disneyland Park, I suppose. Yeah, um, sure. 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess I would just probably throw her in um in the in the the Nemo ride. Honestly, where they had the the mermaids in the first place. I don't know, man. Why not mash things Swim together? Swim around in there. Who cares? Yeah, seriously. She know. could be out. That's what she should do is just be out on one of those rocks laying there. Yeah. Get sunstroke like all the other old mermaids did. Well, why not? Does they go into any detail about whether this is Ariel pre when she's got the tail or is this Ariel yeah. with legs? I am. I would guess that it's going to be tail Ariel. I'm guessing okay. because t- in, in my mind, that's the most popular version of Ariel. It's what we envision. Right. Whenever you whenever you think of the Little Mermaid or when you think of Ariel, you I I right. rarely think anybody ever thinks of uh the time when she's learning how to walk on the beach, you know what I mean? Right. Well, she used to when she was in Soundational Parade, she was up there flapping that tail around on like a diving board kind of thing. There you go. Yeah, that's what they would that's what they put her in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think the movie is looking okay. I'm kind of interested in seeing it. It's one of my more favorite animated mm-hmm. features and I remember when the first image was released, we were a little critical of saying, oh, it looks really dark and like doesn't. Yeah. But some of the visuals I'm seeing in the previews now actually don't look that they look vibrant and colorful. So that's exciting. That's, that's interesting because I just saw a like, part of that news article was like playing the trailer for it. And I thought, oh, they didn't lighten this up at all. Like it kind of looks weird. And there's a point where Ariel's like maybe doing these little barrel rolls or f- flipping around in the water. And it's like it just looks superimposed. Like it just doesn't look amazing mm. but maybe uh, maybe that'll change if i watch it uncompressed from a news you know <laughs> website right i would say my only oh, try, I, uh, my only concern is that when you make animals like animated creatures into real animals yes. like they don't look cute so no. sebastian and flounder are like cute in the movie but now they look like a weird fish and a crab like an actual <laughs> crab i saw the i saw the flounder one like this looks this looks like something from from Mid Journey. This is an AI generated fish. Like this can't this can't be real. It can't be. I refuse to make. I refuse to uh, you know wish it into existence. It did look weird when they showed like all the characters and Flounder looked like it was like a, a fish that had been drugged, and it was just sort of like eh, like hanging there in the suspended in water, like it wasn't smiling or anything. Well, fish can't it's very smile. Strange. So what are you going to, you know, that's also the thing. The the range of expression that you're going to be able to have on real quote-unquote animals is very limited. Right. So I don't look, man. Hopefully it does well, I guess, because I I don't know why. I guess I don't really care. I don't know. Honestly, I hope it tanks. I hope it tanks so Disney stops doing these stupid things. I kind of, I'm there with you. I always love to hear new takes on, like, how things are orchestrated. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear the soundtrack. Um, oh, okay. I hope I would love to. He- I'm love to hear "Under the Sea" played by like a fresh orchestra. So I think that'd be kind of cool. Hopefully, it sounds good. If it doesn't, you'll hear from me. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, Jared, let's get out of here. Okay. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to go and support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/EarsUp and subscribe for as little as five bucks a month to get access to the secret show, all of our previous secret shows. Uh, Puny Pod has a, a whole secret thing for you guys too over there. Uh, there's a bunch of fresh content over there, so check that out. Also, go to our Etsy page at etsy.com/shop/earsup, and you can get the best Disney-inspired T-shirts around. There you go, and I'll I'll bet you money on that. All right, thanks for lot. Thanks thanks for lot. All tuning in. 
I'm a professional. This is what I do for a living. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>